The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, Hamilton is situated on the shores of Lake Ontario in between the city of Toronto and Niagara Falls, smack dab in the middle of the Great Lakes Triangle. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. At one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Lisette Larkins and uh, ETs. They are real. They are here. And what's next? Well, theories about extraterrestrials' activity vary from person to person. Even those who call themselves experts in the field are unable to fully answer our questions. Who are the ETs and what do they want? Are the ETs mean or helpful? One thing is for sure, we know ETs are here and that many people have been contacted. But what does the contact mean? How do we get to know them better? Is ET contact random? Well, we've got the questions, and the ETs have the answer. My guest this hour, Lisette Larkin, has been in contact with ETs for over 15 years and teaches how to initiate their own contact with delighted beings in order to get their answers questioned, their questions answered, and to initiate or expand on ET contact. Lisette's new book, Listening to Extraterrestrials, expounds on the ideas that were first introduced to her in other books, talking to extraterrestrials and calling on extraterrestrials, explaining how to initiate, understand, and maintain a meaningful connection with ETs. Lisette's candid and down-to-earth account of her own experiences inspires us to initiate our own contact by overcoming insecurity and fears. Joining me now is Lisette Larkins. And Lisette, welcome back to the X-Zone. How are you? Thank you, Rob. Hi, how have you been all these years? I've been pretty good. Not too bad for an old guy and yourself. <laughs> pretty good. That was a mouthful that you just said, introducing me. Well, you know what? It's, it's, people have to know <laughs> the background behind it. Well, okay. I guess they can start there, right? Uh, yeah, they, they, they need a little bit of background. And uh, because over the next hour, we're going to tell them, first of all, your, your story, your contact, and then we're going to talk about your new book, and congratulations on listening to Extraterrestrials. Oh, thank you. How long did it take you to write? Oh, about a few months. A few months. Hmm. You know, it's, it's really just about, to tell you the truth, I really didn't need to write any books at all. I wrote three, 
but it all can be written in one sentence, I decided. Really? Yeah. What's that sentence? Uh, just basically, or actually a word, one word. Because people are always asking me, well, how can I have this contact? How can I know these mm-hmm. beings? How can I become inspired? And really, it's just one word, and that word is just stop. Just stop? The word is stop, meaning the way to those experiences is to stop, meaning to stop all the activity, to slow down, to become quiet, to go to a place that is is more still than the average person. Mm -hmm. And from that stopping, all of a sudden, the magic of the universe is all there, because it's all there now. It's not that... We have to do something in order to see it. It's, it's happening all the time. All right, Lisa, stand by, my dear. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break, and we'll be right back. Lisa Larkins is our special guest, Exxon Nation. We're talking about her new book entitled Listening to Extraterrestrials. Lisa and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. 
we will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. Lisa Larkins is our special guest. She is the author of Listening to Extraterrestrials. And uh, Lisa, many people are frightened of aliens. Why would anyone want to deliberately try to contact them? Well, it's just a, it's just a path. It's a spiritual pathway. Basically, they serve to inspire us to grow spiritually. So it's not just about phenomena. It's not about lights and shiny things and, and things that go bump in the night. It's about a spiritual opening. Now, do you know what I mean by that? It's a, a spiritual opening. There are many ways that, that there are many things that serve as spiritual openings. One of them is suffering, mm-hmm. because when things crash, we stop and ask, you know, what's the meaning of it all? And the other way to open is to be face to face with fully conscious beings. Now, these ETs that I have befriended, um, they're actually fully enlightened beings. So I do understand that people, some people have had terrible experiences and they've been frightened and they feel that they've been kidnapped or so-called abducted. That's not my personal experience. How, um, many, how many different uh, visiting aliens do we have to this planet? Well, it's like asking how many different kinds of personalities do we have on this oh planet. Oh, my goodness. Right. You know why? Because life, you know, life is comprised of, of the, all of it. There's, there's everything. There are all different kinds of beings. Uh-huh. who are made up of all different kinds of spiritual awarenesses, and it's the same pretty much for, throughout the whole universe. So the key is to get, to get more of who we are, assuming that we're growing and that we're aware and that we're waking up. So people, you know, it's not surprising that people who are very angry then have ET experiences with... Negativity. Other, yeah, with other beings who are very exactly. angry, because like attracts like. So... Um, this does serve, these experiences do serve as a spiritual opening, and from there we continue to grow. because it, They're very inspiring because we see what happens when a being becomes enlightened or fully conscious. Are they really ETs or are they people from our future who have come back to their own past? Um, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's both because from, and I, it, it, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around this whole thing that there's no such thing as time elsewhere. Here we use that, but elsewhere there isn't. For example, um, I've, I'm probably having more contact in the last six months than in my whole life, and I've had contact since I was six years old. I'm having so much contact since about November, um, one, because I'm going into a different phase of my own spiritual growth, but two, because I'm really getting much better at understanding what is being asked of me in order to really, really grow now. And we're all really being asked the same thing. If you look at the state of the planet, um, it's no accident that we're asked now. There is a quickening. There's a let's hurry up and grow up so that we can make a difference here. What significant does the year 2012 have to the aliens that you're in contact with? You know what? It's it's one more year. That's it. And and really, really, it's, it's... Rather than looking out there as to what is going to happen with Earth, the most important question we can ask is, you know, who am I? What's going on with me? What's going on with my growth? Where am I in my world? 
where is my mind? Where is most of my attention? What is my most of my attention on? Those are the questions to ask. And I, I do understand that people are very nervous about this time period coming up. But what we do with that is with more, with more um, attention on where we're putting our attention, mm-hmm. having just, uh, just being more energetic about noticing what we're spending our time thinking about and spending our time doing, that's how we can really make changes. Because it's an individual process. Contact is not about, again, it's not about phenomena and entertainment as an experience per se. It's about individuals growing. Why will they not make a mass contact so that everyone can see, hear, and understand what their what their mission is? Well, you know, there have been, as you know, the history books detail lots of different masters who've lived throughout time. Mm-hmm. Whether there are sages in India, um, you go back Buddha, Christ, you name it, people, there have been enlightened masters as human beings. And those human beings who walked had often a group of followers, devotees, uh, disciples, whatever word you want to use, students, who followed them and wanted to learn how they grew. And they, they basically wanted what they have, which is peace, right? Well, why didn't they then make themselves available to everybody? Why didn't everybody get who they were? Why wasn't everybody interested? Because it doesn't work that way. It, doesn't work, it didn't work that way then. It doesn't work that way now because growth happens on an individual basis. So it's one person at a time. That's why, again, it's so important not to look out at the world and say, oh, my God, we're going to hell in a handbasket. What can we do to save the, the planet? Forget about the planet. What can you do yourself? How can you change? How can you better yourself? And then, of course, when we all do that, that's how the planet changes the fastest. And that's why enlightened beings are not coming to groups, because groups don't want freedom necessarily. Individuals do. It starts with one person, and so that's why this is one-on-one. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. What was it like for you as a young six-year-old to have an initial contact? I just remember having challenges going to school and sitting in my second grade classroom and looking out the window and having a foot in two worlds. And I didn't talk to anybody about it. I didn't talk to my family about it. I just kind of held those experiences as a secret. And I was young enough then not to realize that the burden was going to get much greater (laughs) having that um, kind of walking in two worlds and, and going between two worlds. And it did get to be more of a challenge as I became more kind of um, climatized to our culture, our cult, C-U-L-T, your, in which, of course, we're taught that those things don't happen. As a six-year-old, I didn't know that they didn't happen, although I knew enough to know that it was just something for me to know, and then I probably shouldn't talk about it, and I didn't. You talk about a metamorphosis or a metamorphs, a special kind of human. Can you explain what a metamorphs is? Yes, it's basically just what I said. It's a human being who is basically on the frontier of human experience. All right. So is, we're getting ready to go into the come out of the cocoon. Exactly. So we're you know we're we're actually communing with our universal neighbors, and it really makes sense because we are part of a neighborhood. We just don't see ourselves that way. So we're getting you know we're there are many many people now, and many of us don't even talk to our own families about what's happening, even as adults. And you know why, because it sounds ridiculous. 
So millions of people are having these experiences. Many of them suspect that they are. They don't know what to do about it. They don't have all their memory. They have, you know, just glimpses or traces or dreams or some phenomena, body markings. They're inspired. Um, and I'm not even getting into the ones who feel that they've been victimized. That's a whole different avenue. It is, yeah. um, and it's not that it's not, it's, it's not valid. It's that as humans, even on Earth, people say that they've had a rotten day. Um, but the question is, how are we going to, you know, what path are we going to take in order to minimize the suffering? And how we and, do that is to watch what the mind is focusing on. And what are we going to do tomorrow to make sure that we don't have a rotten day tomorrow? <laughs> right. Now, you speak about the flaming arrows of self-doubt and fear and how it stops metamorphs to know their grand role. You know, I, really, the, the, the biggest challenge is that we don't believe that we, we are imbued by the same qualities that these beings are. Mm-hmm. We don't know that actually each of us has all the material. We're, we're built of the same stuff. We're the same beings. We have all the same capabilities, but we've kind of put these camouflage suits on, and then we don't recognize who we are. That's the biggest problem right there. So it's not that we, re- you know, really, if you get down to it, it's not even growing spiritually because we already are masters spiritually as these beings are. They have these incredible, this incredible technical capabilities and also spiritual capabilities, and they don't have the same kind of problems we do, which mainly comes down to suffering. They don't have this mind that's just constantly keeping them in a state of suffering. And so that's our ultimate challenge is to get away from this life of constant suffering, even when we find that we've made some kind of gain, whether it's through health or wealth or friends or career. Ultimately, none of that, of course, achieves happiness. Why do the ETs want to be bothered with helping uh, humans and, and being our personal coaches then? Because the more, the more awareness one has, the more one recognizes that we're all in this together. So in the same way that people will help their children, they'll give their last dollar, their last meal to their own child. They wouldn't do that to a stranger. It's the same kind of a thing. When one becomes fully aware, you recognize that we're all this one big family, and so you give your life to the beloved, just like a parent does to their child. You know, you'd give your kidney to your child, right? Sure. Well, it's the same way. When you realize that you're that close with each other, with other beings, then you give your quote-unquote, kidney to a stranger because the stranger isn't. Can you explain um, what you mean when you say that the metamorphs are mothballing the programs at NASA? Well, we don't need technology. I mean, here, here's an organization, a wonderful organization, spending millions and billions of dollars to figure out how to either communicate or, you know, develop technology, remember the SETI, and develop sure technology do, yeah. to make contact or to get some little bleep from outer space. Well, imagine that contactees or metamorphs are somehow getting on board these crafts and having these face-to-face encounters with no technology. How is that possible? These are ordinary people, and this is this is extraordinary. And I have these experiences myself, and there's no technology. <laughs> there's no technology going on. You know, I can't even figure out how to change. You know, put oil in my car. I. But somehow, how am I able to, um, you know, cross that bridge? And it's all about communication, and it's about relationships, and of course, technology is not needed for those things. But 
of course, our government doesn't understand that, and most groups and individuals don't understand that either, which is why we're looking in all the wrong places. We're out there with flashlights and aluminum foil hats yeah. and um, technology, you know, Ghostbuster equipment, mm-hmm. if you will, when all we need to do is just sit in the quiet of our own room and become still, and you'd be, just be amazed at what you can pull in. Lisa, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation. Lisette Larkins is our very special guest this hour. She is the author of Listening to Extraterrestrials, www.hrpub.com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break as the Exxon continues live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Lisette Larkins is our special guest. She's the author of this book, Listening to Extraterrestrials. If you'd like to give us a call, 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Email is xzone at talkstarradio.com. And on MSN Messenger, you can always chat with me here in our studios during the live show at talkstarradio at hotmail.com. Lisette, um, could you describe the difference between hearing with our ears versus listening to telepathy with our heart and our soul? Yes, it's about being open. It's about being quiet. And then we are able to hear a communication which is telepathic so it's not something that we're hearing like we're listening to the television set so we don't often we're not open to a communication if we're doing 15 things and checking the emails and answering the phone and doing our homework and doing our chores and it doesn't work that way we have to kind of slow down and then all of a sudden we can hear this universal language which is telepathic so would meditation help someone um Yes, as long as the meditation isn't then just one more way to engage the mind. The whole point is to stop the mind. And many people actually turn meditation into one big mindful thinking, um, you know, a session of thinking. So that doesn't really do it either. So you've just basically got to empty out your mind and (laughs) just sit there and listen. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
and people don't do that anymore. They just don't have the time or the or the will to do that because people just want to keep on thinking about what's important in their life. And you know, on one hand, you really can't blame them, but on the other hand, if they want to hear the message, they've got to. Right. It's a, it's out of six billion people, there's maybe a handful that really, truly have a burning desire to experience freedom, meaning, you know, to be a fully conscious, realized being. And it's not even a goal for most people. It's just, I mean, maybe there's six people who have that goal, or maybe it's more than that, but it's not very many. And it's amazing because that's ultimately what the message of these enlightened beings is, is that it's possible to us. It's, it's an avenue. It's an that's really the only purpose of life, is to achieve this state of um, consciousness, because that's the only way that we ultimately um, have no more suffering. You describe the chat room and the pep talk as critical aspects of learning telepathy. What are they? Well, it's basically, again, it's creating a place in your home or in your environment where you can go and not be disturbed. And it's a place where you can just sh- basically shut down the whole world. It's that simple. And it's just, it's, but it's, it's making a commitment every, out of every single 24 hours that you have a time for quiet of several hours every single day. And then it's not even at that point leaving that idea the rest of the day. So when you're working and when you're driving is mm-hmm. keeping it in mind, keeping it as a possibility, really as a desire that one wants this contact and one is looking really for this kind of a teacher to show one how to move in the direction to be a fully conscious being. What is involved in the contact? What do you learn? What messages are given? What is exchanged? That to know these beings is so phenomenal. If you can imagine having the Buddha in front of you or any other being throughout history that's been reported to have been fully realized, meaning a fully conscious, enlightened being. And that experience is so extraordinary because in, in a second one realizes that it's possible. And when, you, when, when, when I experienced how at peace and how much um, bliss these beings, just the state that they exist in, I wanted what they had. And until, until I really, you know, if you can use the word met, until I met that, until I experienced that, it, I didn't, it's never, really never something that I thought about. And then all of a sudden it became the goal of my life, which was to also achieve that level of recognition. It's a self-recognition. It's recognizing that we, each of us, really is imbued with that fully, that, that consciousness. And so they don't have the same kind of problems that we do because they're fully realized beings. And so it's basically, it's an inspiration. It's it's extraordinary if you've ever met anybody that just all of a sudden redefined um, life as you know it and mm-hmm. what is possible. That's what these contacts have done for me. Do they give you any insight into what is going to happen? Or do they, what, what do they share with you besides the peace, tranquility, and the all feeling of bliss that you get? Well, they're very careful not to predict the future. Okay. Um, that's key because ultimately, even if the world is fine, the world is the world. Again, the world is the culture, the cult here. And what is that? What that is is we're constantly focused on lots of activity and everything in the in exact opposite direction. 
as to what the real purpose of life is, which is to become freedom itself. Right. And people listening to me don't even know probably what the heck I'm talking about. What does that mean to become freedom itself? It's to become to the point where one is so imbued with a state of, of peace that there's no more conflict internally. So it doesn't matter anymore what's going on out there in the world. And that's the only way the planet will ever realize peace is because each individual has to become that state themselves. You see, I believe everyone listening tonight knows exactly what you mean because we all want that inner peace. We all want that feeling of being one, number one, because each and every one of us know that there's more to life than we understand. Right. And I'm, I'm very fortunate because I get to speak to people like yourself each and every night. And, you know, I, I look at my, what I've accomplished over the years as, as a massive library of knowledge thanks to people like yourself who come on the show and and exchange the ideas and tell the listeners how they can attain what they've each and every one have been looking for for their entire lives that inner peace right it's an amazing you know the the ets would say that worrying about world peace is actually selfish it's like Mm -hmm. huh how can that be because people don't want to be bothered anymore by what they read in the morning papers what really is the most effective avenue is to not worry about the planet but to worry about self and to spend more attention fixing self and i don't even mean that literally because fixing it won't work in the traditional way that we've done it meaning to go to more workshops and read more books and read you know go to more seminars and ultimately this true solution is just to stop all of it and to find an absolute ground of quiet and then from there everything is gleaned Take a good look at yourself, and to thine own self be true. <laughs> it sounds so trite, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. You know, it makes a lot of sense. It <laughs> really does. I've said this so many times, Lisa, that life is very simple. We complicate it. Well, yeah, you know, because people are always asking me, what's their message? What are they here for? You know, well, it's really not that complicated. It's the no. same as all the masters before them have been saying. It's really not that um, sophisticated. But unless in today's society something is technical, uh, technologically uh, totally ununderstandable to John Q. Public, then that must be the way. Because if it's too simple, who's going to listen? For example, hypothetically, all right, let us say that Jesus came back down to earth and was walking down Pennsylvania Avenue with with his with his robe and talking the way he did. Would anybody listen to him? <laughs> no. I, I really, I probably not. You get somebody there who's, we, we've seen this in the 60s with the, with the hippies, and I believe that they had the right idea. They were just too ahead of their time. If the hippie movement was to come back today, it could and would make a big difference because they talk about, they talked about simplicity, love, Right, now the hippie movement has moved on to the spacecraft. Yes, exactly. It's, it's a natural progression. <laughs> There's no difference. There is no difference. All the great masters had one very simple message. All you need is love. Love for yourself, above all. Love for each other. And because if you can't love yourself, no one else can. 
And I believe that this is the message that I've been hearing from people who have had contact with ETs, is that we have to stop thinking that there is nothing there, there is no future. We've got to look inside and say, hey, listen, I love myself. And if I love myself, other people will love me, and once other people love me, then I can love other people, just like you said before. It's funny, when I first started doing interviews years ago, the questions that I was asked was, well, how many fingers did they have? Well, what color were they? Well, how tall were they? And I, I was just so, like, horrified, like, no, 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 no that, none of that means anything. One, yeah. because they can shape-shift and look any way they want, as, in the same way that we take off our clothes. So that has absolutely no bearing on anything. And I, I was just amazed because I always wanted to talk about what the whole point of it was rather than the technology of it, the minutia of it, or trying to figure out how their spacecraft can get a body, you know, from a bed to a craft and to another galaxy and back all by 6 a.m., none of which I could ever figure out, but I didn't need to figure it out. You knew it worked. You knew because you had contact. And in order to have contact, you had to believe, which is the, lar- which is the most singular and the strongest power in the universe, the power of belief. If you believe something will happen, it will. It is an amazing amazing idea to actually be challenged by these beings that we as individuals can be enlightened beings on planet Earth mm-hmm. today, you know, tomorrow, this week. Not something that has to happen by the end of our lifetime, but that can happen right now to ordinary people. That's an extraordinary realization, just that, because... You know, even as a as a young woman, I always thought this was something I wanted to achieve by the time I died. And now I realize this is something that that I that, I, that I'm hoping will happen this week. Do you know what I mean? I mean, sure. all of a sudden, moving up the expectation that these this is what the purpose of life is, and this is something that's absolutely attainable for the ordinary person, mainly because of where we are on the planet. Maybe it didn't happen like that two thousand years ago. It was very, very special beings who could achieve enlightenment but not anymore you see and we do get a taste of that 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 taste of that enlightenment but we don't call it that we call it the christmas spirit (laughs) that's right i like that you know because at christmas time unless you're shopping that is (laughs) it's it's that's that feeling, the the feeling of helping out, that feeling of, you know, making an extra basket, bringing it to the food bank, or bringing getting some extra clothes when you're at Walmart or any of the other stores, and bringing it down to the shelters. It's that feeling, that special feeling that we each and every one of us get inside with Christmas carols and the holly and 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 the family gatherings. This is what people are looking for, and you know they've got it right in their hands, and they don't realize it, because Christmas can be 365 days of the year. Right, and it's that exact kind of thought that then allows one to then open to ET contact Mm -hmm. tonight, just by considering it as a possibility, and that's exactly how it happens. You say that many people have already been contacted, but they don't recognize it. Now, could you share with us what are the signature symptoms? Well, there's really no signature symptoms other than, because there's so many. There's so many. Somebody may have a dream. They think it's a dream. They may have snapshots of a memory, but not everything. 
um, for me, I had, it was like sticking my finger in a light socket. To this day, I have this tremendous, almost this vortex of a, like a train barreling through my bedroom. It's this, this heavy, intense energy, almost like electrical sensation. There can be um, sounds. There can be body markings. Um, there's so many different things. And basically, when, how, how one addresses that unknowingness is just to ask the question, who am I? You know, and that I might seem like a strange question to ask, but when we ask in the quiet, who am I, then it basically parts the mind, because the mind's going crazy trying mm-hmm. to figure out E.T. phenomena, and you it know, can't. Maybe that's what happened in the Christmas Carol with Ebenezer Scrooge, <laughs> because he was visited by three ghosts, right? You know what? I've never seen it. <laughs> You and I have to take a commercial break, my dear. <laughs> Please stand by. Lisette Larkins is our special guest. She's the author of Listening to Extraterrestrials, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. And I'll be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on Talkstar. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
Welcome back, everyone. That was from my mom who's listening uh, at home in Chambly, Quebec. There you go, Mom. That was just for you. one 877 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Welcome back, everyone. Lisette Larkins is my special guest, and she is the author of Listening to Extraterrestrials. First of all, Lisette, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight, and congratulations on a, on a great book. Uh, what would you like to leave the Exo Nation with tonight when it comes to contact, their first contact? Well, if I answer that, everyone will turn off their radio. Not on this show, they won't. They're okay. all probably got their ears right to the radio now, and people are, are pulling over to the side of the road, wherever <laughs> they are, because they want to hear this. They're going to crash. When, no, I'm kidding. Okay, you ready? You're not, you're not used to people taking you seriously, are you? No, actually I am, but oh, okay. it, it, it doesn't usually go with ET contact, what I say. People are confused about that. But from my experience, the number one message is abandon all desires except one. And that one desire, which is a, of a different order, it's almost not even a desire, but to have the only desire is to become a fully realized being. Mm-hmm. And then from there, all else will be added. But when you think about what that means, to abandon all desires except one, that is not a small undertaking. And so when you really look at that, um, then I, I get back to what I said originally. Maybe a handful of people on the planet really are willing and capable of doing that because there's too many desires. People want everything. You know, they've seen the secret. They they, they can have it all. They can. Jeez, oh, I, I the secret was. Uh, you know what I. I I don't believe it because people expect things to come too easy. The secret made it look like you just you just wished it and it happened. It doesn't work like that. You still have to work for what you want in life. It doesn't come to you on a silver platter. The power of positive suggestion, the power of positive thought, the power of belief need your help to make anything happen. Right or wrong. Do we have any listeners left now? Oh, we've got tons of listeners. <laughs> we've got tons of listeners. But um, you know, to, from 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 where I am, from mm-hmm. having decades and decades of, of face-to-face contact, that's where I am today. I've basically, I'm, you know, every week I'm abandoning one more desire and focusing. Just there's a burning desire to be a fully realized conscious being, and um, this is absolutely the purpose of my life. And I state it, and that's where I'm going. They said, I want to let you know something. You'll never be alone. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. Continued success, and I look forward to the next time when you and I meet here in the X-Zone. Thanks, Rob. Good night now. Lisette Larkins, her book is entitled Listening to Extraterrestrials, and you can get it through her publisher at www.hrpub.com. That's Hampton Row Publishing. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Christian Von Lohr and Christopher Valentine about leprechauns. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on Talkstar.